you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and serving God and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for tuning us in and letting this broadcast come across your airwaves. And with me from the great state of Pennsylvania is uh, my dear friend Kevin from uh, uh, Wentz. His nativity came from. Brother, what's going on out there? Um, I'm just having a great time. Very, very excited to do these broadcasts. Love I don't love whenever I listen to it and I hear me, but I sure loved, was it two weeks ago hearing Pastor Miller? I, that was good stuff in Christ. So, uh, I just feel, I mean, I am honored to come on and just do anything, brother. What a. Yeah. Well, we're honored to have you, brother. And uh, today we're, we, we we meet Nathaniel. We're wrapping up chapter one of the book of John. We're meeting Christ's disciples. The more we learn about Christ and his disciples, the more we see what Christ is like. We've been talking about a lot of things this week. We've been looking at the, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, the disciples of God, lessons we've learned from Christ, how we can move forward. Yesterday, we were probably a little bit tough on Peter, but at the same time, I loved how Kevin and I came back and said, listen, look to the forgiven power, look to the Lord and what was done in Peter's life. And Kevin gave that wonderful example about being out in Texas and uh, seeing somebody who had just been through the fires of life and did things wrong, but how there's a great God that can reset us and and uh, just knowing that that great God's there. And uh, uh, so Kevin, what's the, what is the number one food there in Pennsylvania, brother, that you, when you go home, you go get it. <laughs> chicken and corn soup that's that's a uh a local favorite it's it's i've never heard, seen it anywhere else but when i get around locals from pennsylvania whether they're in nevada or whatever we're we're talking chicken corn soup usually because it is i'm talking about sweet corn and i'm talking about you know chicken usually white meat oh it it is shredded up there, a little cream-based broth. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, brother. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Add a little pepper to it. Oh. Yeah, it, it, like you said, it'll change your life. Glory. Glory to God. <laughs> well, here we are. We find ourselves in, in uh, wanting chicken and corn soup, actually. But uh, we find ourselves in the book of John, chapter 145, as we go on. And we see that Philip, here in verse 45, it says, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto, them, unto him, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, can there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, come and see. Man, he learned well from the Lord, didn't he? <laughs> come see. Let me show you. Amen. Uh, you need to come and, and we need to show you. Nathanael saith unto him, whence thou knowest me? Jesus answered and saith unto him, before that Philip called thee, thou was under a fig tree, I saw thee. Man, God sees all. He sees everything. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Jesus answered and saith unto him, because I said unto thee, I saw under the fig tree, believest thou? Question mark. Thou shalt see greater things than these. He said, listen, that's nothing. I saw you under the fig tree. 
That's nothing. Hang with me, buddy. You're going to see a, a change of everything here. He saith unto him, Verily, verily, I saith unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the man of God. And so here's Philip. He's finding Nathaniel. He's so excited. He's telling him about the one they've studied uh, over there in the temple. He's telling him about the one they've been looking forward to seeing. And, uh, and then Nathaniel comes along. Kevin, and a lot we can learn from this guy. Right away, he's expect uh, you know expressing skepticism, and uh, I think I was there when people started telling me about Christ, and then I saw his word, and then God illuminated that word to me, and I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. And and one of the funny things, when I was a kid, I came from a little town called Voluntown, and I would tell people I I came from Voluntown, and they always had different stories of you know for me. Can anything good come out of Voluntown? And you know why Jesus wasn't born in Voluntown? Because they couldn't find a virgin and three wise men. You know, you'd want to punch these people. You know, because uh, Voluntown was was known to be in the county, the poor town. Um, but he, you know, here's Philip, Kevin, and there's a last in here he's encouraging nathaniel you know come and see this for yourself and i'll pass it over to you and and come experience jesus for yourself and you know i want to say this to all of you who are listening today come and study your bible read the word of god dig in throw your troubles peter had troubles nathaniel had troubles andrew had troubles everybody has troubles but come and experience what god can do for you kevin Yes, that's what it's about. You know, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh used to say, if you're from Rio Linden, Rio Linda, California, which is just outside of Sacramento, I've been in Rio Linda, California. And he'd I say, have too. Yeah. He, he basically say, you know, if you're that redneck, you know, you're from Rio Linda, then you need a little ex- extra explanation here. And uh, I, I can honestly say I sat down in an independent Baptist church in Rio Linda, and on one side of me was a guy chewing tobacco in the church service. On the other side of me was a woman chewing tobacco in the <laughs> church service. And it was it was the craziest thing. But it was, uh, you know, the people loved God. So uh, whatever, they just, they were a little slower on the uptake on some things. But, um, you know, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? So there's that uh, kind of snarky attitude. You can say a little bit, a little bit of, you know, whether it was, you know, kind of bigotry or whatever. He just, you know, I look at, the, you put this in with verse 47, Doug. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him, the guy that said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth, which is Jesus' hometown. Number one, Jesus didn't say, let me just fight you. You step outside and prove who's, you know, if what you think of Nazareth. But uh, Nathaniel when he approached, Jesus saw him approaching and said, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. So I look, instead of, you know, thinking that Nathaniel was just, you know, kind of uh, uh, overly prejudiced, I think he was more of a hard sell. Uh, um, he he was, um, you know, he's kind of suspicious to believe things, slow to believe things. He had, um, um, you know, he wasn't cynical, but he was, he was a critical thinker, I think. And, and so when someone came to him and said, Hey, this is wonderful. Um, he was like, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've heard a lot of wonderful things before, you know, a lot of people have come out and said they're the Messiah and Phillips like, you know, like you were saying, Doug, come and see this thing. And what he saw, as soon as he, you know, got up and made a move, 
um, he he saw a savior that Amen. already saw him, you know, at some place where the thing you couldn't see Jesus, but Jesus saw him. And not only did he see him, he knew him because he knew that he was a heart cell. And so Jesus saying, in whom is no guile, he was essentially saying, hey, I know, I know you, you're the one, you know, you're, you were up under a fig tree thinking I'm, you know, uh, there's so many fakers or so many people, you know, come and knocking on my door to sell stuff. I don't, uh, I just don't believe anything until I really catch it. Well, as soon as he saw that Jesus, you know, kind of like, um, Zacchaeus up the fig tree, you know, he sees me Well, you know, Jesus stopped. He knows me. He called his name. And then finally, Zacchaeus, his attitude was he wants me because he said, come down and come to my house. You know, that's the same type of thing happening here with Mr. Nathaniel. This guy saw me. The one that other people were saying is is the Messiah. And I'm hard sell, slow, slow to on the uptake. I'm just not, you know, I'm not going to buy into this. This guy obviously is is not human. He is like something more than that. So I am really appreciative of the fact that the Savior won my heart, wins human hearts by talking to where they're at. You know, go call thy husband and and bring him. You know, to the woman at the yeah. well. You know, she's like, this is we found the Messiah. So we have a Savior revealed to us in this great Scripture. We, uh, and I, I need to turn it over to you. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do have a great Savior. We do. And, and it doesn't matter how small and insignificant your hometown is or, or where you live. It doesn't matter whether or not there's a school there. You know, one of the knocks on Nazareth. Now, remember a couple things that, you know, prophecy said that Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem. So when, they, you know, they call him Jesus of Nazareth, there was a lot of people who put that title on him because that's where he grew up. So Kevin grew up in his little town, and uh, he may have been born in a big city hospital down the road or a little city hospital. And uh, But God reminds us, you know, when you look at people who are against your little town or against your little area, you, you know, people may call it insignificant. People may call it whatever the case may be. They don't even have a school is one of the knocks on it back then in Jewish times. They don't even have a teaching rabbi is what that meant. Most things were homeschooled back then. They, they have have to go a town over or they got a circuit riding preacher well let me tell you god doesn't care god loves us right where we are listen we'll be right back doug will return shortly meanwhile you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements And so another thought with that, we know that Nazareth is part of the region of what we would call the County of Galilee and, and religious leaders, uh, you know, were always pious and 
man, there's there's nothing good there in Galilee. You know, all the good people, they move, you know. They get to Jerusalem or Judea. Uh, they come, you know, then no one, no one good, no one great is going to stay there. We still hear that about church planners and churches and people not wanting to go to the 1040 window, people not wanting to go to a little town where a woman is chewing tobacco. No, I've seen that too, brother. And uh, I'll tell you, probably the weirdest service I ever preached is when I looked to the right and uh, in Africa and all the women would be breastfeeding and half naked on the right hand yep. side of the church. And boy, that was a wake up call. And, and uh, so, you just you just try to look at people in their faces, but I sadly I bet you most thought I only looked at the left hand side of the room. And uh, but again, folks, here's the great thing: it doesn't matter how small, it doesn't matter how insignificant, it doesn't matter uh, where we come from. We serve a God who could care less about that. We have no pedigree. Uh, I'm not born of a preacher. My father did become a born again Christian. I think the last couple days of his life, he he had made believe in church. Don't be a make-believer. Don't be somebody that just makes believe. I mean, when accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and prove it in the Bible, read it, study it, work it out. The Bible says to work out your salvation, study it, make sure you got it right. I did. That's what you have to do. But again, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. As long as you're saved, you're in. And then we're reminded that, you know, there's there's nobody accepted in their own country, you know. There's no prophet accepted in their own country. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Kevin can sit here and tell you, man, when I go home, you know, I'm just Kevin. Uh, but boy, when I'm out in Sacramento, you know, I'm brother Rob, the preacher, or I'm the church planner. You know, when I go to my hometown, there's a church about eight miles from my hometown. The guy's kind of a liar and a heretic, and there's not a lot of options going on there, but there are some as you get out of town. And, uh, uh, but you know, when you go, I'm still Doug, I'm still the guy who grew up there. And, uh, um, I think that, you know, so often in life, that folks like you and I want to judge our lives on where we came from. And, and we serve a Savior that's all about where we're going. We serve a Savior that takes our sin and hides it as far as the east is from the west. You never see it again. Uh, folks, I guarantee you, you will never stand judgment. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will never stand judgment for your sins. They've been washed away past, present, and future. Now, you're going to stand judgment for your works, but those of you who have not accepted Jesus Christ, you better get that right because that judgment's not going to be a pretty one, and what comes out of that is not going to be great. And, uh, and, and so, you know, these disciples are out there, and there's some lessons, and we'll, we'll cover a little bit, but uh, one of the, I think that uh, uh, one of the greatest lessons that we can take from these disciples is a couple things. The power of forgiveness, knowing that Christ will forgive all, forgive all that, and our prayer and dependency upon God, Kevin. Yeah, boy, you said so many things there. Really, uh, really good, good things to chew on. Um, yeah, the ground's level at the foot of the cross. So we talk about this Nazareth thing, where you're from. The, uh, the Savior is the great equalizer. And uh, trauma is a great equalizer too. You know, if uh, the guy, if you're on the battlefield and you've been shot and you're from, you know, you're from Boston and you're, you know, your relatives came over on the Mayflower, you're from the, one of the finest first families of this here US of A, and you've been shot out on the battlefield and someone from another race that you thought you were superior to and from a, from a terror, you know, from a 
podunk town from Possum Hollow is is the medic who comes and and treats you, yanks you out, risks his life. You know, the you all of a sudden you're going to look at at him differently, at his station in life differently. You've been equalized, and um, God does that. Jesus does that. And uh, you know, Doug, I'm thinking as I'm looking at speaking of equalizing um, and the ground being level at the foot of the cross, Jesus. The way he handled some of these disciples, for instance, Nathaniel and his, you know, the fact that he kind of distrusted people and, uh, you know, he was he was not pessimistic so much as he was just doubtful. He was incredulous about some things. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, he said, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. So he knew Jesus was a teacher, a religious teacher, a rabbi, and he, you know, came to him from that view. But you know, coming with with just enough negativity, just enough doubt that he could be convinced of truth. That showed that he was ready for healing, as it were, you know, healing and, and salvation. And, you know, people that are here suffering, and I was speaking to someone yesterday, oh my, Doug, the, the, the worst, um, it was on a telephone call, it was a, it was a woman, and she was just, I never heard sobbing like I heard from this person, deep, deep, deep sobbing. And I'm not going to go into the details, but she's going through some really, really uh, just unbelievably hard times, unbelievably hard times. And, um, and so, uh, as you know, she was going through this, you know, as she goes through this, it was just, uh, so, um, it was so sad, but you know what I saw my job as I saw my job as facilitating being like, you know, as, as Christ-like as I can, where Christ stepped into a dark situation, um, where, you know, where there's someone that is, is already not seeing any light. So in her case, she, she was feeling pretty negative about life. She really was. She had been done wrong by a narcissist. She'd been lied about. Things have been stolen from her. She didn't have access to money. It was just a terrible situation. And that's besides some physical things going on in her and other people that she loved. As she was suffering so, so much, my job was simply this, help this person in severe trauma to see that there is a savior before she gets so dark that she believes that there can't be. You know, David said, uh, I said in my haste, all men are liars. So you know what? Sometimes someone that's in trauma just needs to meet someone in whom is no guile, so to speak. Someone who says, you know what? I know what you're going through. I don't pretend to understand it, but I just want you to know God is still there and and he's going to get you through and I'm here with you. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to cry with you and I'm going to hurt with you. And, um, you know, that's what people that are in this you know, equalizing situation of trauma need is they need to realize there's a savior that sees them. Like you were saying, Doug, with the same view as he sees anyone else. I love you. I'm here to bring light. I'm here to bring you out of this and, uh, don't become cynical and pessimistic. Um, wait, you know, and believe that there is such a thing as a perfect son of God, the Messiah.
Yeah, yeah, and, and so much significance here. So many little things that perk your attention that that make you think they're real poignant. As we've been going through these lessons in chapter one, and 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 I I love the examples you're given. That you know we end up sometimes in some really weird places, but we're never without the the savior of the entire world on our side. And uh, sometimes people hurt us beyond anything that uh, seems. Uh, seems real but we can go to the god of love the the opposite of hurt and uh, the god of safety the god of care and we will so hey make sure you come back next week uh kevin and i are going to be covering things we're going to be hopping right into the water turning into wine at the wedding i mean everybody gets freaked out well, don't worry we're 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 covering that the miracles and we see this miracle this is a pretty great miracle and 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 we know okay we're baptists we're telling you fermentation makes alcohol this was new stuff there's a little bit of alcohol in there but folks the more important message here is what god can do with water what god can do with anything if we give it to god he can change it and that includes our hearts that includes our minds that includes our lives and uh and folks we just need to trust god so make sure you come out as we continue on with the study of christ we're certainly hoping you're having a great friday today if there's anything we can do to help you make sure you get a hold of us you know k rob at woundedspirits.com and doug at woundedspirits.com may god bless you and listen make sure you come on out monday morning have a great day thank you Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.